Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler, and my guests today are Lynn Jackson and Steve Wickham. And they're going to talk about the uh, Crossgates development proposal that was thrown out by the state court. So you guys were all ready to sue, right? Um, Save the Pine Bush was uh, preparing litigation, yes. But I think what we really should focus on is this incredible decision by the New York State Supreme Court on Friday. This decision was absolutely amazing. It is 77 pages long, which is very long for a decision. And it goes through everything that the Town of Gittleman Planning Board did in terms of their proposal to build in the Pine Bush, to build apartments, Costco, and other undefined developments. And it, in a lot of ways, this decision um, outlines a lot of the issues that citizens raised during the process to object to. And the court came down on the side of the citizens and all the things that uh, the town of Gittlin did not do properly. It is actually a very detailed, quite amazing decision that, quite frankly, really hammers the town of Gittlin planning board. Were both of you surprised? I, I was very surprised that the decision, the decision came down very early. Uh, the court case was only filed in, on September 25th. And in our experience, you know, usually it takes, you know, three or four or five or six months or even longer for a court to decide a case. But this case was decided in less than two months. And the decision was so detailed and, and so excellent. Um, and it really, uh, it addressed issues that weren't even raised in the complaint that was filed. Uh, the complaint that was filed did not talk about, did not talk about the Pine Bush, and it didn't talk about uh-huh. the Rap Road Historic District. Now, the reason this is so important is the decision talks a great deal about the Rap Road Historic District, which is uh, just north of of this proposal of the proposed development, and um, the Rap Road Historic District is a is a really important place to preserve, and the judge talks about that in his decision and the importance of the Rap Road community. Um, and he he talks about a lot of those kinds of things. It's it's just um, if I can find a quote here um, of what is the, um, the judge in his decision quotes the Preservation League of New York State that talks about the significance of the Rap Road District. So the one thing that um, I won't read the whole paragraph, but in the decision it says the Rap Road Community Historic District is one of the most significant historic sites of the early 20th century for its association with the Great Migration Movement. Rap Road is imperative to New York State history and holds national significance. That's what the judge quoted in his decision. So these places are really important, and the judge talks about this extensively in his his comments. It's quite a decision. You know, I might add that even though though the judge didn't... um, 
the judge in the decision brought up things that weren't in the the complaint itself. All these issues were brought up during the public hearings during the secret process and in letters and stuff that um, both citizens and different groups submitted during the secret process. You know, one of the things, Lynn, you know this very, you know, um, is that Russell over the years has been a preservationist. And he has fought to fight different things in in the capital region. And nine times out of ten, he came up on the losing side. Why do you think Rap Road was so important that uh, the court decided to preserve it where other things they decided to, to or maybe not if it was brought to the brought to the, the court. Why do you think other historical sites have been demolished where this was at, uh, so important that it's staying? Well, I think you bring up a really important issue, Cynthia. Um, I know, obviously, I've known Russell Ziemba for many, many years, and um, I remember very much... Uh, the fights that he led, including um, the Freihofer building, which still, the Freihofer building in Lansingburg or Troy, which still mm-hmm. breaks my heart that that was demolished because it was such a gorgeous building. You just have to wonder. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 have, I have no knowledge of the judge or the court or why the court made this incredibly detailed decision where it outlines how important the Rap Road Historic District is. Um, but the fact, you know, so I but feel like I, for I, once I we went that, to court and we won. And I think that this was just uh, the Rap Road, the preservation of the Rap Road Historic District in the decision is an example of all of the um, improprieties that were done during this decision-making process um, because one, one quote that I picked up out of this is that, uh, and this is said over and over again, um, once again, the project sponsors EIS assumes incorrectly that compliance with the use and area requirements of an ordinance, in this case, the, the transit-oriented district, is the equivalent of finding no adverse impact and no need for mitigation. So, the the judge over and over again points out the deficiencies that the the Gillen Planning Board, the town planner, um, just let the developer push over and and basically said you can't do this. You know this is not how this process is supposed to work. Do you think this is going to set a precedent? A- a- absolutely. Um, I, think it, I think it has. I know that for us in the Gilded Coalition for Responsible Growth, who have been fighting with the town not just over this development, but others in the town as well, we will be constantly referring to this decision to bring it to the, the attention of the planning board and, and the zoning board and the town board of you know what you're re- you're required to do this or this or this 
this is not sufficient to to um you know the the way you've been making decisions about things are are not sufficient so yeah, I think this is uh, something that can be used in I, – I have to reiterate what Steve said. I think this is a decision that can certainly be used in the town of Gillian to look at, you know, preservation of the community character, preservation of the pine bush, and these kinds of issues. I think it's a, it's a, very, it's a very significant decision. Let me go back to the question I just asked. You know, historical – there, there are many historic sites that have been knocked down, publicly damned. And, you know, do you think this will affect historical sites throughout the country, or do you think just around here? Well, the decision is made by the uh, New York State Supreme Court, which is the lowest court in New York State. So um, from a technical legal point of view, does it set a precedent? I, I'm not sure. Usually precedents are set on the highest court, which is the Court of Appeals. Um, but I think this is a really significant decision that can be referred to for uh, places that are served by this particular um, court, which is the County of Albany. So I think for Albany County in New York State, it's going to be quite significant that people can say, well, this is what the Supreme Court of Albany County said, um, uh, and that people should follow this, this uh, what the court said. So I do think it will make it will make a difference. I hope it. I mean, I hope it makes a difference. It'll be hard um, to and ignore. I think it will. <laughs> yes, this is a very hard decision to ignore. This is such. I cannot emphasize enough how well researched and how detailed this decision is. The judge clearly went through the entire public record for this case, clearly went through the entire public record and um, made, you know, picked out all the parts where, you know, because citizens objected. These, these objections that the judge outlines in his decision were raised by people who attended public hearings and made written comments. And the judge takes those, those comments and says, well, the, the, the uh, town of Gillen didn't pay attention to this, and they should have. So it's, it's very you know, good. So I think part of it is it emphasizes how much planning boards need to look at and listen to constituents. You know, you, you're, you, you and Steve are environmentalists. Does this touch uh, on other groups other than environmentalists? Can other groups that are not environmental but interested in preserving what's in their locale, does, will that have an impact on them? Well, any organization, <clears throat> let me see. So when you're talking about land use, this is, this is really um, uh, something that talks about uh, planning boards and other similar boards that need to go through uh, the State Environmental Quality Review Act process, or that's abbreviated SEQR, S-E-Q-R-A. So anyone who goes through the SEQR process, I think that this case, um, where where the New York State Supreme Court here has jurisdiction, does 
make a difference and that other groups who um, are going through a seeker process can use this case for whatever the seeker process, that state environmental quality review process is um, affected, you know, that they have to go through it. So, yes, I think it can be used um, for other groups that can point to this case and say, look, you know, the, the planning board didn't pay attention to this issue. We're raising this issue. You know, like the issue of alternatives. The judge talks a great deal about how the Town of Gillen Planning Board didn't consider any alternatives to um, the proposed uh, site plans, which were actually a maximum build. These, the, the pyramid was really proposing to build as much as they possibly could squeeze onto the land. So for the apartments, it was three five-story apartment buildings plus other uh, couple-story buildings, yeah, townhouses. And, um, you know, the absolute maximum amount they could possibly squeeze into the property. Though the court did point out that uh, the Pyramid Corporation had uh, did not use the proper math to calculate the uh, density and that the density was actually more than what was allowed by the zoning. Now, that was an interesting issue. At any rate, um, and also uh, the court pointed out that um, that Pyramid saying, well, the only thing they could really put in that one site was a, a mass retailer like Costco, that the, the town never considered any other options than a, quote, mass retailer. So... The pyramid, pyramid has other malls in other parts of the state, and do they have malls in other parts of the country? I believe Pyramid is pretty much limited to New York State, but I don't really know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. Eve knows. No, I, I'm not what? sure. I know they have several locations in in New York State. All of which I believe are in financial trouble. Okay. Yes. Because the fact that we we shouldn't forget that Pyramid is asking to have its property taxes reduced by fifty percent. So we really should be almost fifty percent. Yeah. Almost. (laughs) Just shy of fifty (laughs) percent. Yeah. Okay. Steve, and they're actually you, suing the town for that. You, they're not just asking. They're not just asking the town of Gilderland to reduce. They're actually suing the town to reduce their assessment by almost fifty percent. Steve, you were arrested when they started uh, clearing the trees, right? Yeah, I wasn't formally arrested. I was removed for, from the property, but. Um, uh, and put in the police car, but I was uh, let go. Um, okay. And uh, before they actually took me to the, you know, away. And yeah, so that happened on March 26th, the day after the the first. So the uh, the first public hearing was supposed to happen on March 11th, and that got postponed to March 25th because it wasn't properly noticed. And then mm-hmm. um, on the 25th, everything that week was shut down by the governor due for COVID restrictions. And the right. following day, the following day, um, 
the town of Gilderland posted on their website a letter from Pyramid saying that they were intending to cut down the trees on this property. Um, they posted the letter at like 10 o'clock a.m. They actually started cutting trees around 8. And I got um, a, a, a member or supporter of the Gilderland Coalition for Responsible Growth was looking for something else on the town website that day and came across this notice and called me because she couldn't believe that this was true. And I lived closer. So I drove down there to find out if it was true because I couldn't believe it either. And um, sure enough, they had already cut down um, at least half of that lot and trees throughout the existing ghost neighborhood. And spur of the moment I couldn't think of anything else to do to stop this and it's literally in his track than to go and sit down on the on the uh, the blade of the I didn't know it was actually the blade at the time but of the tree cutter so well so since they started clearing the land and since this case has been you know thrown out can you sue pyramid for destroying <laughs> trees of property that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Um, you know, at the press conference last night at the, you know, former, now we can call it the former proposed Costco site uh, on Lawton Terrace that we did with the, say the Pine Bush and residents of Westmere Terrace. Um, the, the pyramid has now created a big mess, right? Because not only did they cut down the trees on March 26th, and uh, and they're just lying there now. Um, they've destroyed a neighborhood um, that, you know, right next to this, which is now full of vacant buildings. And, you know, this is an eyesore that Pyramid created and then came in to the town of Gilbert and said, hey, you have this eyesore, we can help fix it, right? We can clean this up and revitalize this area with a big box store. And and a lot of people bought that argument, which is kind of insane. But um, uh, so, but now that this is off the table, and presuming they are not going to be able to go forward with this, um, we'll see what their next steps are. You know, we believe that our next step is to pressure the town to put pressure on Pyramid to clean up their mess. I don't oh, have so a lot of faith case, that that will happen, though. So this case isn't really over yet from what you're saying, right, Steve? Well, what I'm saying is, you know, the pyramid um, has the option of appealing, right? Okay. Um, pyramid we could certainly we appeal. Yeah, we don't, we don't think that they're going to have a, a, a – we don't believe that that will be successful, but they could do that. And if they and if they won the appeal, then they proceed. Option two is they could start over and do things right this time, in which case they could ultimately end up developing these properties in some way uh, after going through the seeker process again and 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 doing it correctly, as I said. Option three is um, they decide to walk away. And, and leave things as they are. 
that would not be acceptable because they have created a blight right in the center of, of Gilderland, um, you know, in the main thoroughfare here um, in Westmere. So, you know, we need to make sure that they do something to um, what they did. So uh, are you optimistic about that, Steve? Ben Lynn. I, 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 I'm skeptical, really. Um, but I think it'll depend. It's a little too early to tell because we don't know what their next move is going to be. And and once we do know what their moves, what they're what they're going to do, then we can proceed with. Um, you know, it's really we can put pressure on the town. It will be up to the town to put pressure on pyramid. Wow. So, yeah, I don't. So, I'm, you know, I'm very concerned yeah. about pyramid. You know, obviously the pandemic has been terrible for shopping malls. Shopping malls have had been struggling before the, the pandemic, and now they're really struggling because you can't go to it. I mean, who can go to a shopping mall? I don't go to a shop. Any rate, but so I don't know what's going to happen to the the mall itself. And it seems to me that the way pyramid should proceed is to do some creative use with that land that they've already, you know, the pine bush land that they already destroyed to build the mall and to put, you know, I think it'd be pretty interesting to put apartments in that space because they have obviously a lot of empty space because of the, uh, uh, the stores that aren't there anymore. And clearly what, what Crossgates did to that neighborhood on Lawton Terrace and Rileton Court where they bought all those buildings about what 10 15 years ago and then they just kept them vacant. I mean this is this is appalling what they did to take those perfectly functional houses, buy out the owners and then just leave the houses to to rot, you know, just to rot. Um and I I agree with Steve that the town needs to hold pyramid uh responsible for what they did. Um also with the tree cutting now we have the issue of they cut down the trees, and there are a lot of big trees that are down in that area. We were where our press conference was last night, and you can you know there's a lot of big trees. Well, bats are often there are certain kinds of bats that make their homes in um, fallen and dead trees, and so uh, my concern is as an environmentalist is that those dead trees, now they're an eyesore for people because we don't like to look at chopped down and dead trees, which I agree with. However, um, bats are in a huge decline in New York State. And if bats come in, have come in over the summer, the bats go live in um, caves and stuff in the winter. But in the summertime, they live in, you know, some bats live in dead trees. Well, have the bats you know, there's a lot of bats there because um, one of our volunteers, Grace Nichols, was able to um, get citizen scientists to do a lot of surveys of bats. It was very interesting. But that, you know, so now do we have an ecological issue because we have this eyesore of downed trees, but on the other hand, it could be habitat for bats, and some of them might be very rare and endangered. So it's an interesting situation. Uh, but Pyramid should be held responsible for all this because they've been a terrible neighbor. I was talking okay. last night with some of the residents after the press conference, and um, 
Yeah, personally, I, I would like to see this green space, uh, at least part of it. I don't think the whole thing, but part of it could be turned into a park. Um, Westmere, the, the Westmere district um, does not have a park. When I was campaigning for Albany County legislator and walked the entire district, uh, this was something that was brought up over and over again. Uh, I think part of this uh, green space, space should be you know permanently protected if not all you know if not with a part of it as a as a park the whole thing should be protected and um the houses that have been left in disrepair um it would be wonderful to like see if we could get habitat for humanity or some other group to come in and and build uh, some affordable housing for, uh, you know, to, to, re, to revitalize this neighborhood. Um, so those are kind of the initial thoughts that are kind of being kicked around, um, at least amongst people who live in the area. So the, it's been a day and a half since the decision was made, and you guys met the press yesterday. Has there any, has there, been anything from Costco yet stating their point of view? Not that, so to my understanding, the the press that I've talked to have said that they reached out to uh, the town supervisor of Gildan plus some of the planning board members. None of the planning board members or planner have responded at all to the press. Um, the town supervisor they hadn't read the decision yet um, and wasn't going to make any comment. So, and um, so we have never had any contact with Costco. Costco itself has never been part of any of these proceedings that we've ever seen. They've never made comments that I know of, and they never came to okay. any public hearings that I know of. So we okay. don't know um, what, what they might think. Uh, Pyramid obviously has no comment either. And um, so there's been no comment at all from the other side. It's hard. I, if, if I were on the other side, I would have a hard time making a comment because, because they lost so decisively. It, it, was, mm-hmm. it was such a strong decision in favor of the citizens and of the seeker process that it's hard for me to imagine that the, what kind of response the town or pyramid could have. I haven't, I haven't done any kind of exhaustive look, um, but I was no, no, both Lynn and I were notified this morning that county legislator Nathan Bruschi, I'm not sure how you say his last name, he's the uh, county legislator for Colony in Loudonville. On Facebook, mm-hmm. he, uh, he posted something um, calling the preservationists uh, a bunch of NIMBYs and... Um, you know, basically, you know, how we're all going to lose because there's no Costco coming to Albany County now. And, and uh, it was a very insensitive and insulting post and showed clearly mm-hmm. that he has not read the decision or followed the arguments uh, up, mm-hmm. up until this point. And one of the things uh, I had a little back and forth with him this morning. One of the things that drives me nuts, because this happens over and over again in, in our town, 
is this belief that any new business is good for the town without mm-hmm. any respect for the existing businesses. And okay, in this on that case, note, on, on that note, done? Steve, we have to, we have to <laughs> end our we have to end our conversation. But okay. do you think this second is going to continue? Most likely. Okay. okay. Same bat channel. Okay. Right. So you've been listening to Lynn Jackson and Steve Wickham, and they've been talking about the Crossgate development proposal that was thrown out by the state court. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks, guys, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Bye.